Welcome to the Empowerment Space Podcast, friends. Hey, friends, what is up? Oh my, it is a long time coming for this episode. I originally recorded this two days ago, and it kind of turned into like a rambling session, and I was like, you know, there's a time and a place for that, but some topics came up that I decided I really wanted to go in deeper with, so that's what this is. Welcome to episode four, where I'm going to just kind of talk and be candid, and I'm also going to talk a little bit about spirituality, my experience with religion, and kind of like how, you know, growing up in, um, like coming from a Catholic family, how that's kind of informed who I am today and, and all of that, because the truth is my spirituality and all of that is so important to who I am and like how I show up to work and just how I show up to a human in society. So I want to talk about that. It's so important. Um, I got Izzy here. She's in the studio. She's in the back making sure I'm in check. I got Everest here as well. Um, And McKinley decided he did not want to show up today. So Everest is one of my cats. McKinley is his brother. And Izzy is my dog, if you didn't know that already. (laughs) So half of the gang is here. And yeah, we're ready to freaking do this. I'm so, so excited to be back. (laughs) It has just been like a whirlwind and I can't believe it's already October 16th, like truly wild. Um, October is one of my favorite months aside from November. November is my birthday month, so that's my favorite month. But I do love, you know, the, the, the month before kind of Halloween. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. I love all things spooky. That's also kind of what inspired this episode. I love all things spooky, all things... Um, creepy and October just really is all about that for me. And um, it's interesting though, like being from the East coast and having grown up with change of season, it is really hard (laughs) to transition into the months of September and October and not experience any sort of like temperature change. In fact, it gets warmer here in California. So it is really difficult because I so naturally just want to gravitate towards like sweaters and cozier clothes and, you know, warmth because it's like usually we're in my brain, you know, being raised in an area of the country where the seasons change. It's usually like dropping into like the fifties and the sixties this time of year where I'm from, but for it to get hotter and go into the nineties, it's, it's a mind trip. So I'm still getting used to that. And I don't really like that. (laughs) But luckily for me, I am just about an hour away from Julian, California, where you somehow just feel like you're going into a vortex that's taking you to like autumn land. So despite how warm it is, it still somehow looks like autumn on the East Coast in Julian, which I really appreciate. So shout out to Julian, California. Thank you for existing. Much love. Much love. (laughs) This is, I'm in a really funny mood today. So um, I hope you're here for this. This is, if I didn't already say it, this is episode four. And I am going to be talking a little bit about spirituality and religion and all that stuff and kind of where I fall in that spectrum. But first, I wanted to start 
by pulling a card from my moon deck. So part of my spirituality is um, being obsessed with like guided cards, like deck of decks of cards. I love tarot. I do not understand how to read tarot. And um, so if anybody in my life understands how to uh, pull tarot cards and read them, sign me up for a session with you because I absolutely love tarot, but I don't get how to read it. And so I tend to gravitate more towards like guided meditation decks or um, just like cards that kind of help you. I get there's a word for it and I'm totally blanking. Um, I don't know. I just grew up pulling from decks of cards. Like my mom has an angel deck. So it's just kind of like helps you kind of navigate life and kind of think about things differently. Um, but a few years ago when I was at this yoga festival, I found this, this, uh, booth that was selling what's called the moon deck and it's a guidebook and it's an all female owned company. And what I love the most about this deck is one, it's, um, very geared towards femininity. So I felt very drawn to that for obvious reasons, being that I identify as female. Um, The cards, like the artwork on the cards are so beautiful. And it's all about kind of like how to use the moon to get energy and set intentions. And because all the phases of the moon are super important. And it's not just, you know, about full moons or whatever, but this, this guidebook is so helpful in kind of not only shifting the way you're thinking about things and kind of like opening yourself up to things, but it helps you also kind of like really, uh, like lean on the moon and just kind of like the energy from the moon to, manifest and set intentions and, and do the work. So I absolutely love this guidebook. Um, I, if you're interested, ask me about it. I'll link you to it. They're based out of New York, super cool ladies. Um, and like I said, the artwork is just stunning. Like I'm looking at one right now and I'm just like, damn, I wish I, you ever look at something and you're like, damn, I wish I made that. (laughs) That's how I feel about this. I'm like, damn, I wish I was really good at painting like this because if I was, this is how I would paint. So I'm going to pull a a card because I haven't been doing this lately. It's been a good few months since I've come to my guidebook for some knowledge. So I'm shuffling right now. And when I shuffle, I kind of think like I wasn't just thinking right now. I was not present in the shuffling process at all. But if I was alone normally when I shuffle, I think, okay, like, what is it that I need guidance on? Like, what do I need help with? What do I need an answer to? Um, and it just kind of helps you kind of put that energy into the, uh, the act of shuffling. So give me a second to like close my eyes and kind of recenter my focus on this. So I can think about what I need guidance on and okay. Shuffled. Now I'm going to pull one. I like to, you can do this kind of anyway. You can like split the deck. You can split the deck into three. I just like fan it out and then I just look at the deck and I kind of think like, oh, what's calling to me? 
Oh my gosh. Okay, I have never pulled this card. Okay, so sometimes, like, if you have a deck of cards, you know that, like, sometimes the universe is, like, sending you a sign and you keep pulling the same damn card and you're like, okay, I get it. I get it. Like, I I get it. But you know that moment when you go and you pull a card that you've never pulled before. It's, like, pretty epic. So, I'm really excited about this. I can't wait to read it. Okay, so um the picture is of a woman like sitting on a cliff. It's a it's a painting. It's like watercolor. She's sitting on a cliff, her arms are up and like out. Like she has them up overhead, but like kind of facing out. And it looks like there's like wind in her hair. And it says, I free myself from critical thoughts toward my body and my worth. OMG. Okay, so so it always has a little message like that. And then you go to the number on the card. This one is 44. Do, do, do. I have never pulled this card before. This is really cool. So the title of it is Worth. And then it gives you a little like read up and then a little like ritual to do. So I'll do I'll read the little read up just because I know you all, you all are invested right now. We are perfect and flawed all at once. To deny this is to deny the experience of being fully alive. Although we all share this truth, we tend to be hardest on ourselves and may have developed a fierce inner critic. Hello. Yes. This voice has power. Don't banish it. Instead, teach this voice to be more uplifting and supportive. Oh my gosh, I have so much to say about this. Notice when negative thoughts sneak in and choose to think differently as you free yourself from unhealthy thought patterns, tune into what your real needs are, recognize your desire to be loved and know that you are worthy beyond measure. Like any devoted practice, the retraining of your mental habits craves consistency. Continue showing up for yourself with kindness and compassion. Your inner critic is ready to transform into a more loving and productive voice in your life. Uh, Sorry. It's just like, oh, you know, when you like, Oh, I, I preach this in so many ways in, as just a human and as a business owner, like this is what I preach. So the ritual is called Kali Mudra. I have no idea what that means. I'm not going to pretend I know what that, <laughs> that means, but it says this mudra directs energy from the root up to the crown, conducting it like a live antenna. Kali is the goddess of transformation and shows up when it's time to transform into a more honest version of oneself. This exercise also helps dissolve blocks or thought patterns that may be dimming your glow. Here's the ritual. Stand tall with your feet hip distance apart. Ground firmly and evenly into your heels and your legs, feeling the earth beneath you. Extend your arms straight up and interlace your fingers into a fist above your head. Reach just your pointer fingers upward, keeping your other fingers laced together and your elbows straight. Hold this posture steady for three to 11 minutes, deepen your breath and soften your jaw. Feel yourself simultaneously ground and expand as you clear anything that clouds your connection. Then slowly release and float your arms downwards. Bask in the resonance. Heck yeah. I just wanted to make sure that was it. Okay. Yes, that was it. So that is really cool because I feel like if you follow me, read anything that I say or share, I'm always talking about the power in unlearning. So that's really what this card is about, right? It's like, don't shame the critic in your head. Don't shame the voice in your head, but let's 
rethink the way we're saying things to ourselves. Let's reshift. Let's unlearn. And so that is such a profound card for me because it just revalidated everything that I have been talking a lot about lately. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, who's my audience? Is anybody listening? Is anybody getting anything from this? And that just like reaffirmed me that what I'm doing for my, not only myself, but how I'm offering it to others, it does matter because people need to hear that. And people need that permission to, to not be critical because sometimes I think we as humans feel like if we're not critical, then we're lazy or like we don't, you know, we're not striving to be better or whatever, or we're staying complacent. And that's just simply not true. Um, but so much of my, and I'm not going to go really into this much further than this, but so much of my own journey has been actively unlearning, talking to myself negatively, looking at myself negatively, feeling negatively about myself. Like there's so many layers I've been peeling back and like unlearning so that I can relearn how to use that voice in my head for more positive self-talk. So that's a really cool card to pull. And I didn't even know it was in the deck. (laughs) That's awesome. So I highly suggest finding yourself a deck that like resonates with you. And I'm going to take a sip of my coffee really quick. That like resonates with you and um, makes sense to you. Like I'm always looking to the moon for guidance. So the moon deck felt very natural for me, but there are tons of decks. Like if you find yourself to be more religious and less like spiritual, um, there are angel decks. Um, there's, there's so many. So it's like, it's not just for like, you know, some people probably think I'm out there. (laughs) Um, and it's not just for like people that kind of think differently. There's decks of cards that get, offer guidance regardless of like religion and all that. But anyways, episode four, the Empowerment Space podcast. Here we are. I want to talk about spirituality and religion because it's something that I feel like is a little um, touchy for some people to talk about. And I feel like you're either really open about your religion and your spirituality or you're like very closed off. Everybody has a different background, right? Like we all come from different families, all different upbringings. Some people get into religion like later in their life. Some people never get into religion. Some people are totally atheist. Some people are a little bit of both. Some people, it's it, it differs for everybody. There's not just like one box to put yourself in. And in my like social platforms, I talk a lot about uh, like universe and I talk about spiritual stuff. I talk about astrology. So it's very clear that that is, that makes me who I am. And I am proud of that because I have lived a life so far where I have experienced a bunch of different things. And so as someone who's approaching 30, I feel very, like, very comfortable with my beliefs and, and also, um, having conversations with people who believe differently than me. Like, I feel like I'm in a really good place. Um, but the way I got there, you know, has a lot to do with where I come from. So just to give you a little background, I was raised, um, Catholic, but religiously, like, um, religiously speaking, you know, I didn't, it wasn't like a strict 
Catholic household, but my mom is one of nine total siblings. Um, I have 20 plus cousins between all nine of my, of my mom's, like between my mom's family. And my dad was also raised Catholic as well, but he has one brother and I only have one cousin on his side. So my mom's side of the family is huge. Um, you know, Catholicism is how we were all raised. We all grew up, you know, going to church together. We all grew up, um, you know, going to each other's first Holy communions and confirmations. And we were all baptized into the Catholic church, every single one of my cousins. So I was, um, you know, brought up like with the Catholic belief system, I grew up going to Catholic church services. I was baptized into the Catholic church. I went, I didn't go to Catholic school like my mom did and like my aunts and my uncles did, but I did. And some of my cousins went to Catholic school too, but I went to like a normal public school. And I don't mean to say normal as in um, like religious schools are not normal. I just meant like, I just went to like your very average public school (laughs) and But I, growing up, I did go to what was called CCD. So I don't really know what that stands for, to be honest with you. Um, I just know that I went once a week and it was a day dedicated, an evening dedicated to learning about and reading from the Bible. And you had to do it if you wanted to do first Holy Communion and then your confirmation, which is the final thing that you do as a Catholic. And... I just never really felt like I fit in. I never like found myself, even as a really young kid, you know, like you're in like first grade when you get your first, when you do your first Holy Communion. And I just never felt like I truly believed any of it. I never, I never felt like I was like invested in learning about it. Um, I mean, I remember like I was more concerned with like, oh, I get to like, you know, when you're a kid, I don't know if you've ever been to a Catholic church service, but, and I don't know if this is how it is in regular, like another Christian based religions. Um, but there's a point in this church service where you get up and you receive communion, which is the body of Christ. And I just remember being a kid thinking like, oh yes, I finally get to get the cookie. Like it looks like a little cookie. It's honestly so disgusting. It's just like the flattest piece of like, I guess it's bread. Um, but yeah, it's so gross. But I, that was what I cared. I was like, oh yeah, I get to do that. Like I, I wasn't invested in like the meaning behind it. Like, okay, like you're accepting Christ, you know, um, the body and the blood of Christ. And... I just always knew there was something wrong. Like for me, like I just was like, you know, my other family members, like they would sing at church. They would like get really into it. And I just was like, I felt like this was all not right for me. Like I never felt inclined to sing the songs at church. I felt like I had to respond to the, you know, um, the things that you say that you're taught to say during church. I don't know. I just never bought into it. And I felt Like I was just going through the motions and I'm sure a lot of people feel like that, like, especially being like a young kid. It's like, how are you supposed to know what you like and what you don't? 
But I do remember being in sixth grade and preparing for confirmation, which like I said, is the final thing that you do to like be fully accepted into the Catholic church. Um, you had to go visit another church, another Catholic church somewhere else. And you had to like write about what the priest talked about, what the sermon was about. And I just remember this was like the most defining moment for me where I knew like, okay, this isn't right. Um, in every Catholic church service, there's a moment where the priest talks and basically like shares a story, how it relates to the Bible passage that he read before that. And so it's kind of just like a way to like bring what was being read and like being, uh, what they were reading in the Bible and bring it to like modern day situations and how it relates. Now it's all relevant. And he, I don't remember what passage he was reading. I don't remember what it was about. I just remember he was telling the story about how there was this homeless man, um, who was standing outside of the church and he wanted to come in and he wanted to be a part of the church and he wanted to experience a service. And the priest said, okay, you can come in, but I'm going to take you down the street and we're going to go get you a suit so that when you come in, you look nice. And I just remember being like, so this man can't come in because he doesn't look like presentable. And like, so God is not going to accept him because he doesn't look presentable. Like that just didn't sit well with me. And then as I got older, because my mom kind of made us go to church with her up until I was in like high school. So probably like I was a freshman in high school. And I remember um, just like I, there was a specific service happening or they were talking about just like um, homosexuality and how it's wrong. And I, I mean, just being very blatant about it. And I was just like, I don't believe that. Like love is love. And even though that wasn't really a concept or a term back then when I was in high school, it's like, I just knew that I didn't believe that. And it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I just stopped going to church after that. I really did. I stopped, you know, I used to just kind of be one of those, like I would go on Christmas, but I stopped going on Christmas. I stopped and I didn't have anything you know, I wasn't like a personal, like I didn't, you know, I wasn't feeling like I was like anti-church or anti-religion. I just knew that like Catholicism is a heavy ass religion. Like it's heavy. It's very outdated for me. I don't, I just felt, I felt, you know, and then the growing up learning that like going to confession, right? Like that was something they taught you like, okay, tonight we're going to go to confession. So you have to think of stuff you've done wrong and confess about it. And I just remember going in and I'm like, I don't have anything that I did wrong. So then I would like lie and like go into the confession room and tell this priest like, oh yeah, I, I pinched my sister today. Like, and I told a total lie so that I had something to confess so that I could be forgiven. And it's like the concept of like, oh, sinning is bad, but go and confess your sins and then we'll give you, you know, some prayers to say, and then you're good to go it just felt weird. And, you know, I'm sure there are some of you probably listening that are actively Catholic. And so I hope I'm not offending you with my own personal experiences. That's certainly not my goal. I do not discriminate people based on their religious beliefs, period. Um, this is just all my personal experience. 
And I just always felt like I didn't fit in. And so I kind of just like stopped going to church. And then (laughs) this is the funniest story. So when I was in like 10th grade, this is probably like a year later, I got invited by my neighbor across the street to go to this surf camp in New Jersey. And so I was like, yeah, surf camp. I had like just learned how to surf in eighth grade. So I was like, yes, like, let's do this. So I go and no one told me that it was like a real, a Christian based surf camp. (laughs) So I was just like, shit, like, okay. And then I felt even more awkward because like, you know, I came from a Catholic background, which is so different. Like, yes, the the beliefs are similar, but like, it's different. (laughs) And like, just the, it's like, you know, they're all like, it's just a very different atmosphere in like a Christian church. You know, like, I don't know, we were in the garage of the place that we were staying and they turned it into this like place where they were, you know, um, they had like a minister come out and they were, you know, talking and it was like very like new age and like very like cool and hip and all the people that, we're at this surf camp. We're like, cool. And like, I was like, wow. Okay. So I get it. I get it. But I still felt out of place. And then we had to do like a breakout Bible study. And I was like, oh God, like, I don't know any, I avoided this. Like, I don't know anything about the Bible scripture. I totally just like brain dumped it out of my brain. And I was just like, I have nothing. I don't know what what to even add to this because I don't know anything about this. Like I, I know that I know the basics, but like, I don't really know anything. I ended up meeting some really awesome people at that camp. And, you know, it never, I, I remember the second summer I went the summer after that, I ended up I was just so confused about like, somehow I ended, you know, I was like 16 and I didn't know that the goal was to like get people baptized. (laughs) And like, so, you know, I'm, I got like swindled into it. And like, again, cause a lot of these people weren't, were my peers at this point. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, they come, they bring you into the ocean. They baptize you in the ocean, but they weren't using the words baptize. And so I almost got baptized because like, They weren't explaining it in a way that I understood it. And then I realized very quickly what was happening. And I'm like, wait a minute, like I'm already technically baptized. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be like born into this new religion. Like I was like, I don't really want any religion. And I'm, I I don't know. It was just, it the whole thing, this probably sounds so wild hearing from not my perspective, but it's just a funny story because like, I thought I was going to surf camp. Turns out it was a Christian based surf camp. I still hung out, hung in there, leveled with everybody, you know, did the activities, listened to the sermons, listened to like, I was there. I was like, whatever. Um, but you know, after that, it's like my existence pretty much from that time to like, now I just have been kind of like navigating, not following a religion. And I'm not atheist. Like, I definitely believe that, you know, our soul, I personally believe that our souls are recycled and and go and exist in another body. I don't, um, I'm not going to say that there isn't a heaven or there isn't a hell. Like, who the heck knows? (laughs) I think it just all comes down to what, what do you feel comfortable? Like, what makes you feel comfortable exiting this life? And for some people, believing in a heaven that it makes them comfortable. And so I'm here for that. Like if that's what makes you feel good and safe, 
then that's cool. For me, I think my soul has lived many lives. And I believe that's a Buddhist belief, the concept of, um, you know, living multiple lives and evolving each life. Like I feel like my soul has been here many times and each life I live, I, I become more awakened and, and aware. And, um, that's what I personally believe, but I don't fall into like any sort of religion, so to speak. I just, I guess what I would describe myself is as someone who's spiritual and open. And for me right now, that means that like, I definitely believe in, um, you know, spirits and energy. And I definitely believe in astrology, which is not, you know, I don't, I don't lump astrology and spirituality into the same thing necessarily because I think they're different and I don't want to confuse them, but I do believe in the transfer of energy and, and like the power of manifesting. And I believe in like the ability to be open to like in in the term or in the sense of having your senses be open, not just being like open-minded, like being open to signs and, and, you know, I'm just always looking for signs. Like I, you know, I look for numbers. I believe in numerology. Um, I, my senses are just very open. I'm just a very open person. And so that also goes to say that like, if you're religious, I like to think that we can hang out because I don't, not believe in, in, I don't, I I believe in like being open to other people's beliefs and I will never just like shut you down because you believe in something different than me. That's what I'm trying to say. But I do, when I say I believe in like the universe or just kind of like the power of the universe, I guess I could say like, I believe there is like a higher power, whether it's like Jesus or a, or a, a, a God or a goddess. Like I have no clue. Um, but I do believe in a higher energy and yeah, that's me. I, um, I don't like having to believe in one set of beliefs. And I think sometimes religion makes me personally feel like I'm being put into a box. Like I have to believe I have to fall in line with like this one way of thinking when in reality, like I do believe like because my soul has lived many freaking lives, like I think that's why I'm drawn to and open to kind of a plethora of beliefs. And like, I believe a little bit of this. I believe a little bit of that. And I don't think that, you know, I think some people probably think like, oh, your beliefs contradict each other or whatever. But the core of my essence and the core of my being is that I believe that inside my body is a soul, is energy. And once this body is done living life, the soul within me will go on and exist in another body. And but pieces of me from this life and pieces from me in my last lives like will be a part of that. And I think that's so freaking cool. And that gives me comfort because that's like, okay, like I don't have to grieve or be afraid of dying because I know that like everything in here inside of me will live on and I won't necessarily be a part of that. But 
I just think that's really cool. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but it felt really good to get that out there. And then also, if you know me, you know that I wholeheartedly believe in astrology. Um, I always have. And for me, it helps me understand people better. That's why I use astrology. And not to say that I stereotype people by their sun sign. Um, and let's just like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, your sun sign is basically like your essence, your identity, your rising sign is how the world perceives you per se. So like kind of like what you give off. And then your moon sign is kind of who you are in your darker moments or how you are when you deal with emotion. That's just a very like general way. There's obviously a more, um, a more insightful way to explain that. But your sun sign is like when someone says like, oh, what sign are you? That's your sign. That's your sun sign. And I don't remember how I got talking about sun signs specifically. Oh, I don't um, stereotype people by their signs. Like, I mean, I think my roommate and my husband would say like, no, you definitely do. No, but it come it can come off as I'm stereotyping. But really all it is, is it's my way of understanding like human behavior. And like, it just helps me do that better. Once I started reading up on astrology and learning more about it, I found myself just being able to be more understanding of people's um, personalities that are different than mine because it's kind of like they can't help it. Like that's who they are. And, you know, you can say you don't believe in astrology all you want, but until you have a lot of different friends that are also the same sign, you (laughs) will believe it that when you are born, (laughs) you know, during a specific time, you're very similar to the other people that are born um, during that time. I always joke because Miley Cyrus has the same birthday as me, and she just came out with a song called, oh, I know it's Midnight, and I can't remember if it's like Midnight something. I could just look. Let me just look. Um, but her birthday is the same. She's born the same day as me, just different year. And I always joke that, let me see, let's see, let's see, Midnight Sky, such a good song, definitely a bop, you should listen to it, Um, I always joke that, like, that's the Sagittarius anthem, (laughs) because if you listen to the lyrics, it just encompasses everything that is a Sagittarius, and it's just cool to know that, like, there's someone else that was born, like, it, it's, it's cool to know a celebrity that was born on the same exact day. And I always think like, I wish I could meet her because I want to know like how many similarities we have just like in our personality makeup. Um, I love astrology. It's, I read my horoscope every day. I read my horoscope for the month. It just helps me navigate the world with more mindfulness. And once I started paying attention to planetary things like mercury and retrograde, which I feel like is such a trendy thing to be like, Oh, it's mercury and retrograde. But no, really like when mercury is in retrograde, like it is now mercury is moving basically like the opposite way of the earth. So it's causing like a lot of like energy friction. Again, there's a definitely a more insightful way to talk about this. And so for any astrologers out there, I'm sorry if I'm totally like doing you wrong with this explanation, but that's just, I simplify things. So that's kind of what happens when Mercury is in retrograde. And that's why things go crazy. Like technology glitches, 
How many of you have dealt with some kind of technology glitching within the last few days? How many of you have dealt with communication issues where either the person didn't get your message or you were misunderstood or you misunderstood someone else? It happens, (laughs) especially during a Mercury retrograde. And um, how many of you felt like the past two months or three months have felt really slow and heavy? Well, that's because we also just came off of a Mars retrograde where I just learned this. It, when Mars is in retrograde, like it's really not a good time to like start new projects. It's a time to just kind of like reflect and stay steady and kind of think, which for me is so hard because when there are moments of stillness is that's when I feel like I need to like take action and change things. And so the end of August, September, and even now, were very slow months for me business-wise. And I took everything in me to just like, I wanted to start new projects. And I did. I definitely started some new ventures. I started, you know, I made some changes, but when Mars is in retrograde, you're technically kind of more, it's better to just kind of like sit still and just kind of like chill and like not make any big decisions. Um, But yeah, I believe in all of that. And I think it's since believing in all of it, it's made me just navigate the world differently and be more understanding of things. And I'm telling you, it's you, I, I don't know for me, I'm like, it's just so easy for me to believe in that sort of thing because I've seen, like, I know a lot of you half believe it or some of you don't even believe it at all. But for me, it's like, I, you know, will go a couple days without reading my horoscope. And then I like look back retroactively and read it. And I'm like, holy shit, like that pretty much happened. And yes, some of it is just pure coincidence, but I think the, the core of it is it's just, it's guidance, right? Like I, I look to astrology for guidance, for more knowledge, for more understanding, because that's who I am. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm in seek of more knowledge. I love to learn new things. I, um, that's how I, that's how I navigate. So it's like, if you've ever hung out with me and we don't know each other that well, like I will keep the conversation going because I'll ask you a million questions about yourself because I just love learning about other people, which is also why I will never knock you for your religion. Because if we're sitting together, I will ask you about it. I will want to know, I want to learn and hear about your perspective and like why you believe the things that you do. Um, I'm very open that way. And knowledge is power. (laughs) So the more you know, the better you are. Um, But yeah, I love, I could talk about astrology all damn day. For so much of my upbringing, I felt this like divide in my personality because there's, my sun sign is Sagittarius. And so by nature, I'm a very adventurous person. I like to travel. I like to do things. I get up and go. But my rising sign is a Taurus. <laughs> so Taurins are Taurines are very um, grounded and they like stability and they like consistency and security. And so there's been this like my whole life, there's been this fight in between my per- between my personalities where one's just like, I gotta get away, I gotta go, I gotta go. And then there's the other part of me that's just like, but I like stability. Like, let's just stay and be comfortable. And I never really realized this until I met Kat, who I don't know. I don't know. She's a Sagittarius, but I don't know what her other, uh, like, I don't know what her rising or her moon is. I would venture to say that it's all Sagittarius because she's the most Sagittarius 
woman I've ever met in my life, like hands down. Um, and so when I met her, I was like, wow, like she really has the zest for adventure. Like she cannot, she's always, she'll be enjoying a trip, but instead of enjoying the trip, she's thinking about the next trip. Like she just is like very forward thinking that way. And so am I, but it was like a big deal for me to fly to Bali by myself to give you an example. Whereas Kat just like decided to go live and travel around Southeast Asia for eight months with no plan, just a general like outlined plan, but like really no plan, just money in her pocket enough to get her around. And for me, it was like, I had, you know, (laughs) I was like, I'll never forget. I was like texting Kat as I was waiting for my plane to Bali And I was like, you know, I like just told myself, like, I don't have to go to Bali. (laughs) Like I was like the little Taurin and Taurine inside. I don't know why I keep calling them Taurins. Maybe that's right. But my Taurus side was like, no, you don't have to fly across the world. Like, let's just stay here. Earthbound. We're comfortable here. Like you don't, you can look at Bali in pictures. You don't need to do anything crazy. (laughs) So that's just like, that's my personality to a T. Like, either hundred percent ready to get up and get the fuck out or chilling earthbound. No need to move. No need to change anything. Um, I love astrology and anyone who wants to talk astrology with me, like hit me up. (laughs) I love it. Um, my mom is a Scorpio and my dad is an Aquarius. And that explains everything that you need to know about how I was raised. (laughs) my dad is like the, I don't really know like one Aquarian and my dad, that's my dad. And he is just like, I, everyone's like, what, what does it mean to be like Aquarius? And I'm like, honestly, I don't fucking know. Like they're so out there and eccentric and just like go to the beat of their own drum. And that's pretty much all I can say. And that's pretty much just from the perspective of my dad, like from being raised by my dad, that's him. Like, just like in their own little bubble, chilling, not thinking about, you know, what else, what's going on with just like very much in their own little world at all times. Um, very like focused on like, if they have a partner, like very focused on the partner. That's how Aquarians are. And Scorpios, they're just like, oh my gosh, I have a few Scorpio women in my life and they're freaking badass. <laughs> like they're so badass, but you always wonder like, what's really going on inside because they don't offer up feelings or information very easily. Now my mom's different obviously because she's my mom. We're close, but like the other Scorpio women in my life, like a lot of the time I'm like, okay, they're a tough nut to crack because they like to, they're a water sign. So they are emotional, but they are also very like they're not like cancers. Like cancers are like, oh my God, I'll tell you my life story. And then once they tell you their life story, they like retreat inward. A Scorpio, it's like they're very, it's very hard to get the information out. Um, but I love Scorpios. They're so badass and they're just like, they're all in. Anyways, who's bored? Like, is this boring? Am I boring you? Did you sign off already? Are you still here? Um, <laughs> I don't know what else I really have to say. Like, I just kind of wanted to talk about religion and just, you know, how I was raised and who I am now and why the heck I talk about astrology so much and kind of, um, you know, cause I, this, what spurred this is someone I was with 
not too long ago was talking about how like manifestation seemed kind of like an out there concept for them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, manifestation is like not out there at all. Like it literally is just the power of speaking something into existence. And like the only way that you can speak something into existence is by actually just believing it and like law of attraction, like what you put out, you get back. And so I was really my typical like Sagittarius, like forward thinking self was just like, no, no manifestations. Awesome. Like just do it, just do it, just do it. But I have to back off a little bit because I understand that my personality comes off as a little much when really I'm just very passionate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm like manifestation. That's just like, I feel like everybody understands the power of manifestation, like talk about it and speak it into existence. It might not be spoken into existence the exact way that you want to see it, but like when you start talking about things and putting it into and speaking into it into existence, like it is amazing when you see it actually happen. I've manifested so many things. So you have the power to manifest. You do. It might, you just have to work on the attachment part of it, which is like letting go of how you want to see it finalized and like manifested. Once you can work on letting go of the attachment of that, you're good to go. But that's all I got, my friends. I'm sure you're probably like, this is a whirlwind of an episode, <laughs> but welcome to me. I am a whirlwind. Um, this is a huge part of who I am, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate being brought up one religion or one way and kind of like moving out of that. And I just am here to say like, if you feel like the religion that maybe you were brought up in or maybe that you discovered as an adult, like doesn't align with you. I've, I've had this conversation with people where they're like, I just feel kind of guilty. Like, you know, I still believe, but like, I'm kind of believing this too. You can believe in more than one thing. Like this is me giving you that permission. You can believe in more than one thing and you can acknowledge what other people believe in as like right for them. And you can believe in your thing and that's right for you. It, this whole like putting it in a box and like when you you identify as this, it's like you only believe in that. I don't know. I just, that's just not me. I'm here to just support you to believe in whatever. And I think that's my like, my life's purpose here. <laughs> so anyways, thank you so much for listening to episode four of the Empowerment Space podcast. I did a, I just realized I did a terrible introduction. I didn't even say my name. I might have to go back and do that. But anyways, my name's Carrie Ann. This is the Empowerment Space Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys next week. Bye.